whoa. Yeah. What it? I'm pretty sure this will be playing as it opens up, so. We got a lot of we got a lot of sound bits for today. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing though, Daniel. It's this is the first episode we're not recording in the same room because I'm actually recording from my uncle's mansion where he's is a spooky haunted mansion where he's going to pay me his fortune if I could survive the night. Just one night? Just one night. That's that, it. That seems doable. He's on uh, Enrico Iglesias. <laughs> Enrico Iglesias? <laughs> that must be his cousin. His rules. Yeah. Una uh, noche. So we took a short break. Yeah. Just a few few Just weeks. Full, we took a short break for me to have a full child <laughs> who's six months old. From you to retire. Right, conception to birth. All the way. I want yeah. I said, you know what, I need time to right. get my, my stuff together. Uh all kidding aside, it was I think Christmas twenty seventeen. I think Dang. that was the last episode. Yeah. So Halloween twenty nineteen. We're back, baby. As Special promised. edition. Yeah. Uh, and we're thrilled to be here as well. I, I'm excited to be doing this. I, I granted, I am in the spooky mansion, and that's scary. But I, I'm hoping by doing oh. <laughs> that will not I I it will not what, get old. I don't know what that was. It will not get old. That's the beauty of Ooh. the soundboard. Uh, so yeah, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Spooky season. I was going to say, you really get into this Oof, shit. I love it. I'm, I've been watching yeah. horror movies since the beginning of September. I'm about 34 deep. Wow. It's disgusting. Well, I got a kid now, so it's like at 7.30, it's like, well, I guess I got time for two movies tonight. <laughs> yeah. Why uh, read a book? <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Christian, I think the Tuesday after Labor Day, your decorations go up. Is that true? Yeah. We, we went a little hard this year. Yeah. It was just like, you know, we were excited. We just did it. What? But that implies that last year you didn't. Like, like we they, also did oh, last year. Right, like, was it that early, though? I don't know. You, Who can say? Yeah, you've I got little tchotchkes all over your house. I'm a tchotchke boy, though. You know, like, oh, pull my bone and <laughs> whatever, you know. Pull my bone. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, sure. I love it. Uh, I'll be at a spirit Halloween as long as you got them, buddy. You put it in an old venture, I'm there. Did we even introduce the show? This is Songwriter yeah, Showdown. This is, yeah, that's a good point. Songwriter just, Showdown. Christian, I'm Christian. And I'm Dan. He's Dan. Uh, we usually... Our normal format is we pit two prolific songwriters against each other right. in a in a cage match. We decide at the end of the season who wins. Our first season was Billy Joel. And Paul Simon. The caveman versus the cape man. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, Phil Collins versus Peter Gabes. Right. Gen, gen, what was that one? Gen, the Genesis of Genesis? Yeah, I believe so. Something like that. The Geniuses anyway, of Genesis. Geniuses of Genesis. Yeah, we nailed it. We got there. God, we're good with wordplay. And this is just a little Halloween special. Right. For the spookiest time of the year. Oh, gee, I can't believe I'm still in this mansion and not looking <laughs> at you across the table. Forgot for a second. It's truly amazing. So uh, much like the Christmas special, this time we're going to do uh, just a collection of songs, a brawl for all. Uh, and then we'll pick a winner at the end. It may seem like a clear-cut winner is, uh, you know, Michael Jackson's thriller, but I'm going to make arguments against that. Oh, sure. In this climate, you simply must. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to do the classics this year. We but. got some surprises already in store for next year. So if this hooks, if this, <laughs> if, if we haven't when hooked we say you next already, year, we mean 2024. 2024, yeah, 2024. yeah, yeah. Should we just start at classic? Should we do the Monster Mash? Let, yeah, let's jump sure. right into the monster. It's a graveyard match. smash. Uh, I forget. Do we do facts, then listen, or listen, then facts? Yeah, no, I'll be honest. I don't remember. <laughs> um, we can do a couple of facts off the bat. Sure. You let's, do that? let's do a couple of facts off the bat. So it's not hard to predict this, but this was kind of based on the mashed potato dance craze. And they were just like, <laughs> okay, sorry. the mash. Okay, let's see. Oh, I'm not what familiar about with the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. Originally title was the Monster Twist, Ooh. but the twist was already like gone. It was already done. So they were like, you know what, they're doing the mash. Let's just do that. Who sings this song, first of all? This is, uh, what is it, Bobby Bobby Boris Pickett and the Casket Crashers or some shit? Yeah. So there's a lot to dive into right there. Boris? Is he Bobby or Boris? I was read that his actual nickname was Boris. It wasn't okay. just a Boris because he's doing a Boris so Karloff impression like basically the whole time. Oh, okay. Um, so it isn't like uh, I, I don't know. It wasn't an Igor like I need a scary name. He they actually called him a Boris. So they say according to song. Facts, Although what? Yeah, what does he live outside of Monster Mash? Does he have another hit? Does he have a follow up? That I didn't look up. Or, he did, or a precursor? Yeah, there's some stuff I'll get into later. He had some other ones, all monster themed. By the <laughs> I, way, I love he was that. like, "I got he a little check from that baby." Let's keep those. I monsters wonder going. how much. I wonder if he ever had to work a day in his life after the Monster Mash. 
well, do what you love. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, what I will say is uh, this accomplished the rare feat of reaching the top 100 music charts three times with the same song. October 1962. <sighs> uh, I was going to say they're all going to be October. That's not true. Uh, re-entered the Hot 100 on August 29, 1970. How on earth did it enter at August 20? People <laughs> got the itch. They were like me. They were setting up the decorations. They're like, all right, let's mash. Little, uh, you know what? I'm going to go out and buy that 45. It must have been in a movie. What year is that? 1970. Nope. I got nothing. Yeah, August 1970. Like really if you're mind. one of our... Was uh, there a political senior, crazy yeah, thing that know. happened? That people just wanted to escape into the Monster Mash? Yeah. If you're a senior listener and you know what happened in August of 1970, please let us know. Right. Is that like Son of Sam? That's later. Son of Sam's later. That's later, I think. Yeah, that's... And then, again, May 5th... May now... 1972, when it went all the way to number 10. So it goes 1, 91 in 70, and then goes to 10 wonder, in May of 1972. I wonder if it was in a movie or something both be. those times. It must 70 have been. 70 and 72. It's absurd. Sold over 4 million copies. Wow. That's absurd. God, we really got to write a, a themed song. Yeah. Let's go ahead and just take a little Let's listen to the Monster Mash. Ooh. Is that where is that in the mansion or is that in the song? That's not in the song. Okay. Oh god. But you'll be fine. I love setting the mood though with the soundscape. It's got chains. It's got it all bubbling. Bubbling. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cauldron. It's your classics. Yeah. Yeah. Creaky door. So there's his like Boris Karloff impression. Uh huh. I love the idea of him never dropping character once this song came out also. No. Just like to this day, like, hello. <laughs> he, he leaves voicemails for 30 bucks for people, yeah. I just heard about that service. I'm heck. signing up. Yeah. For myself to leave voicemails at Kaiser's. Yeah. yeah, if you want Dan or I to leave a voicemail, we'll do that. Catchy, very catchy. So catchy. I've listened to this about 500 times this year because of Shiva. Does he like it? Is he, he mashing? It. He loves this and All Star. Great. Smash Mouth. Two, yeah, two great prolific songs, actually. Uh, so, now that we've heard a little bit of the song, Esquire just put out this big article. I think that it was recent that they were like, let's dive into the Monster Mash. Deep dive. It's the season. Um, so... What they posit is, you never actually really hear what the Monster Mash sounds like. This is just the narrator recounting hearing the Monster Mash oh, and being deep. at the party. That is deep. Which is rad, and I like that it like adds a whole nother level. Right, this is just, you couldn't even handle the Monster Mash. No. I'm going to sing you a little ditty about what it was like. I was there, brother. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like somebody's uh, acid flashback or Absolutely. something. They're just like, yeah. oh, you really should have been there, though. Oh, Derek yeah. was there. Derek was acting all crazy. <laughs> You know, uh, so then they get around. So in the article, they're saying this and then they're like, you know what? Let's contact Darlene Love, who sang background vocals on it. And let's ask her. What do you think? Do you ever actually hear the Monster Mash? Right. Nah. She says no. It's everybody. Just the interpretation. Everybody knows the, that they're towing the company line. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not. Perfect. So here's the thing. So we unfortunately we lost uh, Bobby Boris yeah. there in 2007. But in 2004. You, know, you you might remember a little year called 2004. I do. I do. Pickett re-recorded the song as Monster Slash, and it was a protest against George W. Bush. I did not know that. And he let's see. Uh, it was a uh, Bush in his support of like logging and mining and all this uh, environmental, uh, hmm. you know, destruction basically. But skewers him by here's a little sample lyric that I give found. Give it to me. Give it to me. The guests included Big Timber, Big Oil, mining magnates, uh-huh. and their sons. And three years later, uh-huh. he's dead, huh? Whoa. Big shock. Whoa. What do you think about that? <laughs> did you ever uh, Did you ever realize that? <sighs> Boris Bobby? <laughs> on, on that note, uh, like there was a podcast I was really into for a while. I don't like to talk about other podcasts. You know that about me. But I don't have a coaster. Go ahead and just set it down. Uh there was like it was a Star Trek Next Generation episode by episode, but the one dude was like straight up. I don't even know if he was smoking one hitters or some kind of weird thing, but it was always just like you hear the lighter and then like, you'd be like I don't know if that's true. It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> man, I get it that like you got home at the end of the day, but like just 
the 10 minutes prior to recording. Yeah, get high before, get high, get high after. I mean, that's like John Cusack uh, will yeah, exclusively yeah. vape he's into just, the microphone on interviews. Right, he's not giving interviews anymore. He's just vaping for you. He has a microphone in the vape. Yeah, that's it. He, you know, good on him, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Diversify. Yeah. The, so the Monster Slash, further parodies. Uh, I, I've got some others here. Oh, hit me with them. Uh, he recorded a song spoofing star trek called star trek did you oh, get this wow. no uh, uh yeah he obviously did you know various voices and was on dr demento doing it sure uh <laughs> where else are you gonna send that song he also did another sequel to the monster mash in the 80s i'll give you one guess it's the 80s there's a couple of boys out of detroit the monster rap no, That's right. yeah, yeah. That That's one I did not find. Uh, yeah, and he raps. I I could only hope that he. Let's does. put it up in the song notes. Yeah, can we, we put links in the song notes. So we know how to do that notes. still. We still do. I love that. Uh, while we're on the monster match, we let's just mention it didn't make the cut to be in the show, but uh, werewolf bar mitzvah. It's a yes. great send up. It is a great. Is that a Halloween song to you? Only because it's a it's an. It's an honorary to the Monster Mash. Mm-hmm. If it was strictly Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, I don't think I would necessarily. I would call it more of a Yom Kippur kind of song. Gotcha. You gotcha. Know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, sure. It's not for us. <laughs> we have plenty of songs. Exactly. Uh, Spread but it around a little bit. Do you want to listen to the back half of Monster Mash? Yeah, sure. It's a fun song. All right, let's let's pick it up here. Shook his fist and said. Whatever happened to my twist. Oh, Dra- you got Bitter Dracula, which I love. You know that guy would be bitter. And that's a little Transylvania twist, too, because it was going to be the monster it's twist. Very nice. I love it. Very nice. Forrest knows what he's doing. Take that, George W. Impeach him, is what I say. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. He already knew. He knew it was going to be a hit, too. I was saying that. That's that's like a mock. That's a mic drop. Yeah. That's that's it. When you get there, tell him Bobby Boris. Just like when you get to heaven. And that answered my question who was the narrator? He is the narrator. He's the narrator. And if you watch live, uh, him performing this live, you know, this black and white footage of him doing this, and he's like mugging the whole time and doing like a cool kind of thing. That's not my strong suit, but it is his. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You should get better at it, I think. Like Jerry Lewis. I can't can't do Jerry Lewis comedy. Keep a face like that. Sure. And I don't know if it's good. Yeah, probably not anymore. You know, just kind of like, I like forever in my mind, I'll see Jerry Lewis like wearing like a propeller beanie and being like crossing his eyes and yeah. just like is you know to, not to get too far off track but comedians and cars getting coffee sure jerry seinfeld show yeah friend of the show friend of the show jerry <laughs> jerry, jerry if you're listening jerry thanks for the sneakers yeah <laughs> uh but man he gushes over jerry lewis they all do every every comedian. i don't get it I, I can't. I mean, I it can wasn't un- wasn't really my time, you know. So I don't. I yeah. don't. I have no connection. And I can to understand it. like paying him respect. Yeah. I can understand, you know, like. It, but man, just like the level of their gushing is not like respect. Like they're like, oh, man, you answering that phone? Like I'm a Danny K man. Uh, always I'm, have been. <laughs> always have been. Yeah. Uh, dentist on the Cosby Show, but you know, on one episode, but a, uh, a dentist, or he played a character named Dennis. <laughs> a dentist. Oh, okay. Got uh, it. I'm a Harvey Corman man. I'm a Tim Conway man. These are my physical. You've always been a Tim Conway Right, you man. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that physical comedy, that's where I'm landing rather than uh, Jerry Lewis. I also, we were talking about other songs by Bobby Boris here. Uh-huh. Uh, we got a Christmas song put out pretty quick called Monsters Holiday. I love that. Where the monsters throw a mischievous Christmas party. Yeah. Uh, and it was written by the guy who wrote Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Book of Dr. Keeny. Yeah, that one is fun. That's a good one. Um, right. That reached 30. You know, in my mind, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Polka Dot Bikini is always mixed with Don't Want No Short Tort Man. Absolutely. Is that true yeah. for you, too? Teeny it... Weeny Teeny Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe that's why. Yeah. The I mean, they're all, they're all weenie teenies, yeah. you know. I didn't even think of that, but yeah. I was just like, oh, man, when you say that, I'm, I'm going straight to Short Tort Man. Yeah, that's fair. We're, that's we're the B96 generation, yeah. so <laughs> the killer B generation. Jumping Julian. Let's move on. 
let's go let's to keep it going. We got yeah. a lot of tangents. We should keep it going. Oh no, no, we're gonna we're gonna trim the fat. Don't worry. That's true. I'm a fat trimmer. You That's know that true. about me. Cut I think we're gonna my, go cut to all my bad bits. Yeah, <laughs> keep my good ones. Cut out keep my bad the ones. Good ones. Uh, this is a little song called Halloween. Actually, oh. Not the John Carpenter theme. Oof. Please don't. Mm, Please don't. Master. Uh, this is Halloween by the Misfits. So let's go ahead and start and take a listen. Making a pantheon of Hall- like Halloween spooky artists, right. Misfits are right there, baby. Yeah, everything. I mean, they got Return of the Fly and you know, all these sure. references to horror movies. Can I take a guess at the runtime on this? This is going to be a classic Misfits. I'm going to say minute 24. Yeah, uh, it's actually one of their longer hits, a minute 53. Oh wow. Yeah, but they keep it tight. They do. So there isn't a whole lot. Uh, you know, because unless you read one of those like zine book, you know, of like the Misfits in 1980. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's very obvious at this point, you know, probably like the biggest fact of this. This is their fifth single released. Uh, they oh, re- wow. They released it as a, a 45. It's from a, some scrap sessions for an album uh, because they were going through a lineup change at the time. All of that's I mean, the Misfits like- were going through a lineup change. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, like. They are one of those bands that's um, very much who they project on the stage is who's behind the makeup is incidental. Maybe that's a way of saying it. Yeah. Who's under the mask is we have a guy that wears, you know, whatever. Like, like the devil lock. Exactly. Which, like you know, the comes devil down lock. the front. The Do makeup. you have the look? It doesn't matter, you know, if, you know, whatever. So they're going through a lineup change as they're recording this album. One guy's out by the name of Steele. Uh, I, I want to say it's Richard Steele. Uh, no, Bobby Steele. Sorry, <laughs> Bobby Steele, who I think is an original member, is is being uh, kind of phased out. And Doyle, who turns out to be somebody's younger brother. Um, so, I mean, that's not soup. None of that is crucial, except that like it was going to be on a on an album, mm-hmm. and then they just decided, oh, we'll release it as a B side with the song Halloween Two. Uh, Perfect. Which is genius. Perfect, yeah. Um, Why not? I got two sides. Right, yeah. One and two. We'll give you Halloween and Halloween, too. But I think it really is, like, it's weird, you know, like, the, the whole, like, this is not your dad's rock and roll. Like, this yeah. is not your children's Halloween song. For real. I, like, yeah. I want to play it for my kids. I want to I wanna be like, this is this song's called One Last Caress. But, like, <laughs> yeah. you can't. More problematic, that one. They, and yeah. the Misfits are so crazy like that because they're so catchy that, yeah. like, it will get in a nine-year-old's head instantly, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, they're talking about killing the baby on the bus, and you got to go in and have a meeting with the principal. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it, what? It, what? It, like, I just, I mean, Danzig's great at that, and and whoever else is on the songwriting team of the Misfits at any given time to just like really just stay catchy, but so. Um, I don't know, macabre. I, I'm, yeah. I'm overreaching my vocabulary. No, there. I, I think you're dead on with that too. But just like. The, the sensibility. They they were the Ramones of, you know, like, yeah. uh, of the nighttime world, you know. Yeah, after Dark Ramones. Yeah, after yeah. Dark Ramones. Absolutely. Like, Rhonda Cher is introducing them. <laughs> Fall perfect, night. perfect. Uh, what year is this? Uh, uh, 1980, I believe, they released it. Maybe 81. Okay. All right. Uh, care to guess the release date? Ooh. Uh, 
maybe October 31st? Hey, October 31st. Oh, oh my yeah. God. What perfect. Yeah. What a coincidence. 5,000 copies were pressed, you know, and I'm sure, you know. Ooh, I'd love to get my greasy hands on I one would, of those. I know you do. You love a limited edition. Oh, sucker for it. a limited edition. I would still argue that this could be the winner above all. Interesting. Um, depending on what the criteria gets fleshed out to be. Yeah. Like, I mean, it ticks so many boxes. Catchy. Dark. You know, yeah. like adult. Uh, not penis adult, but, you sure. know, <laughs> dead cat yeah. adult. Uh, no, uh, this is like an HBO. No penetration, but it's enough. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to tick so many boxes that I don't know if the other songs will tick all those. It's specific to Halloween. Like, no. Couldn't get more specific <laughs> yeah. to Halloween. Quite literally. So if we're talking about the Halloween songwriter showdown, like Glenn Danzig and crew could take it. So I don't want my my uh, lack of facts or sure, yeah. or, or you know, listening to it again or, or pushing it to make the listener think that I'm not going to push hard for Halloween at the end once we decide. I think we're going to have a long talk about Criterion, right. too, because that's a... I mean, that's a little bit of a fog in my head. Yeah. And so with that being said, I think it's time to move on to uh, your next pick. My next pick is uh, the Warren Zevon classic, Werewolves of London. I didn't tell you this before recording. No. I hate this song. Oh, no. It's all right. I know, but that's great. I want to talk about it. I love this song. Yeah, I'm ready. I could tell. You kept bringing it up. I kept omitting it from the list. (laughs) I mean, what I will say, though, is as we're talking about criteria, it's does does this well, fall does it fall into that? I'll I don't tell you. I don't know. It's on every mix like you said. Every Halloween mix has Werewolves of London on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And the, I mean there's room to convince me on this song yeah. for sure because like this song is a standard, you know, loop song, 979 uh for those who are from Chicago area. They just played it in heavy rotation. Yeah, it was absolutely. like you know this in like rolling sam- the headless Thompson Gunner by Warren Zevon is always on as well. Yeah. I don't know if they just change like changing of the guards. They're yeah, like, all right, all right. Let's get the on. other one in here. Exactly. Let's get the other nine minute you know, track that, in here. Like all the Sammy Hagar Valen or Van Halen was all <laughs> over it. You know, it's just <laughs> like do 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 do. Have we done? Do, we should do Van Halen versus Van Hagar. I love that. I mean, no contest, Van Halen. Yeah, Van Halen. Hagar. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> stop it! You don't like Hagar over. Diamond Dave, do you? Uh, so that's not the episode we're doing. Yeah, but, I mean, you know. yeah, it's kind of a weird one because you I, got me simmering. I feel like they're two different bands with the same name, and that's weird in and of itself. Yeah, very um, different vibes, right? You know, like one is full, I, but anyways, no. Ultimately, because if you're going to take the top five hits of, mm, of Van Halen person. versus yeah. Van Hagar, Van Halen's going to take it. But I don't no know question. if maybe as a band, Van Hagar put out a longer, more steady, less volatile, you know, mm, collection. Yeah. But anyways, that's not That's neither here nor there. About. We're here. Warren Zevon's Werewolves Zivon. of London. Uh, woo! Oh! Let's get us started. Uh, that's the 1978 Warren Zevon track. And it was originally uh, requested by one of the Everly brothers when mm. he was on tour with them. So Phil Everly was watching Werewolves of Lo- Werewolf of London, 35 version, uh, on late night TV. And he was like, why don't you do something like that and we can like try and do it like a song and dance craze. And you prefer this piano line. You love this piano line, but you prefer it in the Kid Rock song that sampled it. Is that right? Oh, my God. I didn't even put that together. Oof. Rough. Okay, so that's your opening line. And it's perfect. In 2004, that won the BBC Radio Greatest Opening Songline vote. I'll just sing the thing. <laughs> and to your point, though, it's kind of funny because Zivon and his other buddy were like, they threw this together in like a in a flash. Session, Why are they you know? writing it for the Everly Brothers? That's what I, I mean, yeah, your story. I don't know what made them, like, bite on it. Were they touring musicians with the Everly Brothers at yeah, that point? Yeah, I, I think Zevon was. Okay. And the co-writer Because I think he is was... a studio guy. I think he played with Zappa maybe at one point. Yeah. Again, um, not a fact. Just an opinion. Yeah. Um, so let's see. It had, like, three co-writers. None of them took it seriously. It was just kind of composition, them trading lines back and forth. And Zevon called it a dumb song for smart people. 
Where's the smart people part? Ooh, <laughs> ah, shots fired. Yeah, so I mean, that's the beginning of uh, Werewolves of London. Does it do anything? It tells a great little story. No, no, I mean, like, oh. as far as are we going anywhere with, you know, a bridge? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's I what mean, I feel about that song. Is like, <laughs> it, you know, I mean, like, mentioned it's a little repetitive, right? That's what I've always felt yeah. about that song. Is that it's like, and so the the exact opposite of the Misfits, where it's like they give you one verse and then they just kind of give you like all the way. Yeah. I mean, and I shouldn't say it's the exact opposite. Werewolves of London also does nothing. <laughs> yeah. They just stretch it out over 347 or whatever it is, 329. It is like, now that we're talking about it, though, which is, it happens a lot on the show, is like now that we're kind of analyzing it and diving into it, it's like, it is in, like, why this? Like, right. it's it's almost nonsense lyrics, which mm-hmm. they a- admitted, you sure. know? But God, do I love, and his hair was perfect. <laughs> That's like such a beautiful aside about a werewolf. Yeah. Just the slick werewolf playing on have, old ladies. Yeah, he would have good hair, though. Kind of a Lothario. Yeah. Is that uh, Anne Rice? <laughs> Nailed it. Did you realize that uh, Fleetwood Mac members Mick Fleetwood and John McVeigh um, yeah. were on there? I That doesn't surprise me. Drum it's, and bass. It stinks drum and bass. absolutely of Fleetwood Mac all over. Oh. It's got that stink. Really? Yeah, right. I'm not a Fleetwood Mac man. I'm not into Forrest Gump. And I'm not into Fleetwood Mac. You've always said both these things. Right. I probably just forgot. So, I mean, that's a good point also that people are going to discuss Rumors, the Fleetwood Mac album. That You know, it's it's called a perfect record, uh, oh, which is kind of yeah. a thing I've been into lately is perfect records. Uh, <laughs> what are your perfect records? So well, this is kind of the I list. I mean, maybe not yours, but what no, do no, people consider? And if you have yours, too. Exactly. So Dark Side of the Moon is sure. often referred to. Um, Michael Jackson Thriller. Uh, which I, I I agree with, and the the third album that I I've been really into that I think is perfect is Daft Punk's Random Access Memories from 2013. I don't there's not a really that's the one that you're into. Oh huh? man, not that necessarily I'm into as far, yeah. but like it is a perfect album. There's yeah. not a misstep on it. I mean, it won album of the year. It turns is out. that Get Lucky on there? Yeah, yeah, it's got gotcha. Get Lucky okay. on it, right. and which as a single, but when you hear it in the record, you're like, oh. Yeah. yeah, that fits in this record yeah. perfectly. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, Fleetwood Mac. I've well, listened to Rumors, and it's like, I, I hear how it's great. Yeah. It's from a recording and production standpoint. But, like, I don't want to listen to it ever. All right. Too much drama behind the scenes for yeah. you, huh? Yeah, too much. Too much spicy drama. Right, The Loop, 97.9 again. <laughs> drilled you can it. go, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. they really drilled that into your head. Right. Uh, the other another interesting thing. So this was like a, a all night session, you know, one of those things that and everybody says this. We've done this about eight other times with songs where it's like, oh, it just came it out, fell of out of us. In this case, I actually believe I it because it's like That's <laughs> for Halloween. You can do that one. You can say prolapsed anus. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. If it was a Christmas. Rest, edition, rest in could. peace to X-Pac's original butthole. <laughs> oh. It's a little insider. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, oh, it's a feverish all night session. They're trading all these dumb lyrics sure. back and forth. Um, I think Warren Zevon's gal I read is even just there just trying to, like, write it down because they're just like, oh, I don't know. He's getting beef chow mein. Right. That goes in. The, put it in the song. He's probably eating beef chow mein. There you go. He's like, What's uh, the werewolf eating? <laughs> beef chow mein. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, going back to your earlier question. Yeah. Who who wore it better? Kid Rock or Warren Zevon? Kid Rock. How dare you? <laughs> Kid Rock. How dare you? It's even about a werewolf, and I don't like that. Right. Don't th- don't take the man's piano line and not put a werewolf in your song. Yeah. Make the werewolf. All right. Cheryl Crow. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Is that the one with Cheryl Crow? No, that's a different one. Also, I shouldn't say the F word. Bleep that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bleep it. Bleep me. So this song, Werewolves of London, which none of them actually liked and were so pissed when they the record company was like, that's your single. Uh, that's the one, buddy. That's got to be. That's the only thing that's redeeming Warren Zevon in my mind right now. Yeah, he, is that he fought. He thought it was it. a joke, and right. because it took so long to make the song, like the number of attempts that it took, uh, most of the budget went to the song for Excitable Boy. That record mm-hmm. went to making Werewolves of London. That just fell out of him in the middle that of the night. That just fell out of him. <laughs> took a lot of attempts, but right, real quick. Huh, that's a... You that, gotta dial in. You gotta dial in that piano line. That's a real weird... I like, guess there's a guitar solo in there, too. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like it should take that much... I mean, who knows? Maybe his budget was real small. Maybe he had two days in the studio and they spent... You know, or five days in the studio and they spent a whole day on this song or something. That is interesting. I don't know a ton about Zeman. Because it doesn't seem like it should take that long. Like, ding, 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 ding. I don't know. You know. No, yeah. It doesn't I seem mean, like there's, like, a change... 
There's a verse and a chorus and a verse and a chorus. A little solo in there. That's about it. That's about that. Where do you think this uh, overnight hit, this guy? Uh, right. Where do you think it reached on the charts? I'm going to say 18. Pretty close. 21? Yeah. You gave a little I more credit. Tw- I was going 24 or 18. I went 18 just thinking, you know, maybe if they, you know, for how much we've had to listen Price's to Price is right rules, too. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and remained in the top 40 for six weeks. Wow. People just jam into that werewolf jam, blip, buddy. Blip, blip, ah, <laughs> I'd like to be his Taylor. Oh, there's uh, just so many throw. I love little throwaway asides in the songs. I remember making a really big deal when we were doing Paul Simon yeah. about uh, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Yeah. And he just does that like, well, I appreciate that. Appreciate and then goes back into right. that. I like a nice aside, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I, I'm glad you brought it up. I don't think you've brought me around on the song one. That's fair. Yeah, and I, I don't. You're either gonna like it or right. like it or leave. I, I think hearing Born Zevon be like this song doesn't right. help any case. You know, the only reason and and it's questionable whether or not it will be allowed for the finals. Ooh, <laughs> uh, because I don't know if it's a Halloween song. I'm I'm kind of with you there. Right. So we'll get to that in a minute. So let's just jump over to a little song that. Not many people have heard of. No, this is going to be new new to you. Yeah, this is a deep cut. It's called Thriller from Michael Jackson. Mikey Jacks. <laughs> MJ, the original MJ. Uh, so there's so much. I mean, like, literally, there have been books written about this song, the video. The video um, is like. Right. You know, it's a uh, movie. It's John Landis doing it. Right. Oh, which? Where was Lana? 1935? No, the new. Oh, got it, got it. This album, Thriller, is produced by Quincy Jones, and uh, Thriller is written by Michael and somebody else. I don't know who gets the writing credit. We should probably take a look at that since it is the songwriter showdown. Oh, interesting. Uh, Rod Temperton. That uh, name sounds familiar. Yeah, I think he's written a lot of is he like R&B. one of the hitmaker guys? Right. Yeah. He wrote Boogie Nights, Always and Forever. Um, he's a British fella. So, you know, he's sure. <laughs> top of the morning to him. <laughs> exactly. Michael does not get a songwriting credit on it, which is kind of interesting. So I had this discussion with um, my wife when I was deep diving this album maybe four weeks ago about I wonder how often the pop star is in the studio and get songwriting credit because it's easier than arguing that they don't get a songwriting credit. For instance, like. And if you're a Madonna fan, you know, please don't write in. Um, but, like, did Madonna write all those songs that she has songwriting credit on? You know, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... I feel like that's the whole sticky sticky business of the music world, though. It's like, I, or, or I don't know who world. wrote or, any... I right. mean, yeah, I guess film... In, in has, film, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Has it all the time. Anything that's in a creative thing, it's like, if you're just in the room, do you get songwriting credit? Yeah. And also saying, ooh, I like that. Uh, and maybe Madonna's not a great example. Um, maybe NSYNC, you know, or like, yeah. because I, I'm not trying to play on, on gender roles at all with it. But when you have a pop star, you know, like Prince, no one is going to argue that Prince isn't like the creative center yeah. of Prince songs. Of the universe. To a fault, right? Yeah. To a fault, like people would be like, hey, I think you should try it this way. And it'd be like, I'm not doing that song nah, anymore. it's a Raspberry Beret. Beat it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, if you say another word, the whole song's canceled and you're out of the band. Yeah. You know, just like... I'll, which I'm going to sell my house and we're out. Right, we're out. <laughs> that's it. I'm getting a whole new career as a different name. Right, and so I think, like, anyways, but he doesn't get songwriting credit on this. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Which is very interesting. Um, I watched a great breakdown by my boy Dr. Mix on the sound of this of this. Ooh, song. I'm excited for that. Hit right. Me, hit me with a little but bit But let's go ahead and, and just take a little listen to Thriller. I'm pretty sure we can talk over this to all heck you know yeah so it's gonna yeah. be a lot of jam again atmosphere right. atmosphere dropping you he in the kn- world he knows what he's doing absolutely and so much of this is quincy jones like production i'm not gonna try to like nerd out i know a bunch of the gear that they used on this <laughs> after watching that's your this. staple Right, but it's just like, man, they used every piece of like quintessential late seventies, early eighties pro gear. Yeah, not one thing was left off. Like Jupiter Eight. Yeah, but just like, yeah, I mean that first little blast, that right? Synth blast that happens there. 
That's right. all you need. You know you it's a yeah, good song. Exactly. You didn't know what song you were getting before that. Yeah. Like as far as like, oh, you know, it's going to be horns. Nope. It's going to be synths. Yeah. All day long. Ooh. He's got a bunch of them. Hey. Well, he's, he's the king of it. Well, some he's, say he's the king of pop. Right. Some. Yeah, not I. Again, a little narrative we're following along. If it wasn't, you know, which it is catchy, right. you know, to death. But you're still listening. You got that narrative. You're in there. Yeah. I feel like this is the first one we're actually just listening to yeah. as well. Which what's well, hard? To, I mean, like that's ironic that you're like, oh, we can talk over it. It's like I don't want to talk. No, over yeah, it. it's it's a good jam. Yeah. So, would you say this is more of a Halloween song or a wedding song? I feel like weddings love this. Really? Wasn't played in mine, but that I feel seems like, like a misstep. Yeah. I, well, I should have played just that spooky wedding. Yeah. When I renew my vows, yeah. spooky vows, and invite me this time. Sure, come on out. Uh, so this song, you know, a little bit about the songwriting of it. And again, you know, this is all just real surface stuff, but like, um, it was written by this guy, Rod Rod Temperton, and it had been in works for Michael for some time. Um, Michael loved film Mm -hmm. supposedly, you know, whatever. Uh, and so it actually like, he tried to write it in 1979 for off the wall and it didn't happen for that. Uh, you know, that'd be a weird one on off the wall. I feel like, yeah, you know, it's I, been a while since I've listened to that it would record. Be a very front different back, song, but, yeah, you know, like it wouldn't have as much atmosphere. I feel like, what solo album of Michael's do you think this is? His studio albums, not live. What number Thriller. in the what career? number in his career is it? There's off the wall. We just yeah. said that one. That's a yeah, freebie, yeah. so we know it's at least number two. Not not Jackson's, not Jackson Five. Just solo Michael. Just Michael Jackson record. I'm going to say three. It is his fifth studio Wow. Which is wild because I'm really struggling to think of anything before Off the Wall. There are a bunch of, like, little Afro Michael Jackson. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, singer, songwriter. I guess you forget he was in the game since he was 10. Exactly. So, like, I think Motown was releasing these records. There weren't necessarily hits on them, but, like, you know. So, uh, now, here's here's a little another game. They released... Several singles from the album Thriller. What number was this one? What chronological number was it? Was it number on the track list? Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Like, what? Where did it fall as releasing of singles? Was it the third single released? The Ooh. second single. How many released? total? Five. No, no, no. There's nine. Nine off this album on the album. There's okay. nine tracks on the album. I believe. I'm not trying to steer you away. I just want you. I just want you to know. Okay. And how many singles were there? Did you say? Did you say the number of singles? I, I haven't because I, I don't want to skew your, Got you. your guess. Okay. Um, let's say. So Let me tell not... you some songs that are on this album. Beat it. Sure. Uh, Billie Jean. It. Beat it. <laughs> you got beat it. No, Billie Jean. The Girl Is Mine. Oh. PYT. Human Nature. Mm. Do you know that one? Oh, it's a good chant. Hush. Hush. Tell them that it's human nature. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just. Nah, 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 right. Yeah. It's the seventh. It's the, the seventh. seventh single. I can only think of like nope. out of nine. Uh, and nine. The, the crazy thing right. is nine tracks on that album. Seven of them are singles. Right. Seven of them are singles. I can only think it's of like crazy. no doubt. Tragic Kingdom. That's the only other album I can think of that's like more singles than. I mean, I'm sure like whatever. Yeah. There's a Beatles record out there at this Listen, point. We're not experts. Yeah. We don't. Claim we claim to be experts. we never claim to be no. experts. Sometimes you do. I always backpedal. I, <laughs> I'm king of the back. I don't know who one. else is doing this format, though. So we've got to be the who's podcasting. We're the pundits. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah. So it was. That's released. insane. It entered the charts at number 20 on the Hot 100 and it reached number seven the following week. Number five, the next and peaked the next week at. Number two, four. Dang, doesn't even. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I guess I always assumed it was a number one. Yeah, I did, too. I, you, guess not. You think, I, I mean, like. I think was this released around Halloween, February eleventh, nineteen eighty four. So not, not Halloween, not Halloween at all. Uh, which is an interesting choice. Yeah, I maybe know? maybe they. I mean, the record. You're not going to time a whole record for one. Well, but it's the song, seventh but... single. Do you think you yeah. could have released a single number five three <laughs> months earlier? <laughs> That's true, yeah, you know, you or know Michael, wait. this might hit. <laughs> yeah, no, 
No, we're gonna wait. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do Michael Jackson please impressions do. the rest please of it. Please do, yeah. Uh, it's my least of offensive impression, surprisingly. Actually, <laughs> yes, that is. You know what? I've known this guy for a long time. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Quincy Jones. I listened to. They have like a 30th anniversary release of this, where um, the Vincent Price and Michael outtakes are, and you know, Thriller. It's amazing. It does. It charts well. It's the seventh. They make a video that if you haven't seen it, I really don't know why you're even listening to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's insane. It's incredible. I have a tape that's just a making of the right. video. They don't even include the video. You no. only get the making <laughs> It's of. just the making of. It's <laughs> right. just a bunch of people wearing wigs. And they talk about that, that VHS was this brand new market, and so they made that uh, yeah. that that VHS, and it sold like hotcakes, that yeah. making of VHS. We've all seen it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, do you have like a vivid memory from seeing this video? Like played on tv oh absolutely yeah, yeah yeah it was it was scary to me i was four or five years old yeah. when it was released you know? yeah i remember watching i mean we had a little tv in the kitchen mm-hmm. and i remember watching it from around the corner of the kitchen because uh, i was yeah yeah really kind of freaked out yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a very early like horror memory for me the video again if you're not familiar just it's more of a 15 minute they break the song up into several parts so that they can make a mini movie yeah out of it's it. a short film right exactly yeah. and and it truly is not like a short film in like november rain sort of <laughs> yeah, way you know absolutely. like 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 there was writing and thought and yeah. like and beats in there amazing makeup effects right and, so yeah. um again john landis who's american werewolf in london who's 1935 and, <laughs> in 81 uh but to say that they um yeah, so they created tension in the video, real tension. Yeah. Not like, oh, he's a monster now or whatever. Yeah. Like, they really took their time. Is he going to kiss the broad or not? Right, right. They took their time yeah. and they made a little microcosm of the world that they were, you know, honoring in the song. Yeah. That's Thriller. We could go on for days about it with facts because there's been so much about Michael that's out there, um, you know, and, and just kind of like his prolific career. Yeah. But in the end, he's also coming off E.T. at this point where he had done that soundtrack. So it's it's kind of a, an interesting thing. But I think we need to discuss criteria. Yeah, we have to. Now that we've laid out our four, like kind of you brought two, I brought two to the table. I think, I think if Werewolves of London is in, so is Thriller. Or if Werewolves of London is out, then Thriller is out too. Oh, wow. Which is kind of wild because that I brought insane. Thriller. And I think Thriller is the number one Halloween song. Yeah. But it's not a Halloween song. It's a song that is a... It it wasn't even... Originally, it was called Starlight. Really? I didn't know that. Uh, Sorry. That was part of the song. What was the deal about that? that, I'll spice that back in five minutes ago. Uh, (laughs) Like, it was just about going to the movies on Friday night. Like, because this is Starlight. Starlight, which makes more sense for 1979 yeah. off the wall. Yeah. You know, but like and Michael got, you know, as he started to influence more of his love of scary films and whatever, mm-hmm. like it became thriller. So see, I don't like, I don't like that. You don't like Starlight or Michael I, I influencing? <laughs> a little bit of both. A little right. column A, little column B. No, I don't like that it wasn't conceived as a, as a spooky song. I think that. Right. <sighs> and so geez. that's, that's where it gets weird. Yeah. Is mm. that I, I think ultimately we have to say, Werewolves of London and Thriller are out. Wow, not controversial decision, but I, I, I don't disagree They're not with Halloween you. songs. I would fight you more on it. I definitely think Werewolves is out, as much as I like that song. Uh, does it have to mention a monster? Does yeah. it, have to, it has to be spooky. I think it has to be really rooted in this time of year, and Thriller yeah. is not, and Werewolves of London is not. So I'm disqualifying them, and I think it, then it comes down to Monster Mash versus wow. Halloween. Which I, didn't, is, I didn't see it coming, which is nice. I, I did not see it coming either, but I, because I was like, we're going to throw Werewolves of London out based on criteria. And then as I was talking about it, you know, I think both of those are rooted in the season. Yeah. You know, Halloween, as we said before, could not be more. And Boris knew what he was doing. He was not yeah, messing around. To a T. Yeah. He, he wasn't saying this is a song for all seasons. No. That's that's what I got the Monster Christmas or whatever for. Yeah, yeah. Monster Tinsel, holiday. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Monster Tinsel. Uh, so uh, I think Black Sabbath... Again, they're an interesting also ran because they're so dark and spooky, but I don't think you're going to get a Halloween release. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a song that's dedicated to Halloween. Yeah. They can make many a playlist as well as plenty of metal bands. But if you're. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You we know, did, like, like, you know, we kept it to some classics and all, we also kept it to four songs and not 80 that like 
Right. You know, I, there's, I mean, you know, there's all these, like, the Groovy Ghoulies band and stuff that all their songs are spooky or... They're all great. All great. <laughs> Not <laughs> you a know, miss and in the bunch. I'm sure there's uh, my buddy, who I'll, I'll plug this later, but he puts together a really great playlist every year that's all these, like, ultra-rare... Um, Halloween-esque song, so it's like Interesting. whatever. He's the like mummies. a modern-day Dr. Demento. Yeah, but he's not Love annoying. Um, oh, shots fired. fired. Uh, he's, yeah, come on now. Um, okay. Hey, Jordan Holtain, he's not listening what, to this. What's the name of the mix? Oh, it is. Does he uh, make it for friends, or does he release it to the public? He just puts it out there. It's on uh, SoundCloud. The thing you can look up is Weird Omatic Wax. Weird Omatic Wax. And he puts one out every year. This is the 12th volume this year. They're like usually an hour long, and yeah. he, he does a really great job on it. Yeah. And they're all things that... You know, I like spooky stuff, but I haven't heard any of these songs. Right. You'll you'll not hear a thing usually so, that and, you've heard. And you just Google not annoying Dr. Demento and then And he's right it. there, yeah. It's right. Yeah. He's number one with the bullet. Shout out to he's Jordan's doing the Lord's work. Yeah, no, he is Maybe putting the dark in the Lord's work. work. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. But it's a it's an amazing thing he puts together. All that to say is there's a million other Halloween songs we can get. Let's keep it classic this right, year. Right. Next year we already got some twists and turns. Yeah. If we make it to next year, if we're renewed yeah. for another uh, Wake me up when September ends. We're basically like a British TV show. Two solid seasons and then just holiday specials from yeah. there on out. And then maybe we'll come back in eight years. Yeah. We'll give you a third season eventually. Eventually. We got ideas. Yeah. Uh, we promised it. So we have ideas. We don't have time. Right. That's the thing. We were All canceled right. by our original provider. But yeah. Unfor- we were picked up. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Dan's website that was hosting our thing is now right. closed. Right. So, but anyways, you're listening to this, so we got through to you, and that's the good news. Yeah. That's absolutely okay. So let's circle back. Uh, timed release. Timed Spooky release. Spooky season. Time release. Spooky season. That's one. I think you have to be, you have to be talking about the that time of year that there's there's jack-o'-lanterns there's yeah. you can't it's, it's it can't spook, just be scary imagery. it can't just be scary yeah. though it can't just be um why i don't know it has to be how it has to be themed in halloween and i guess that's i keep saying that over and over but like for instance like it can't just be a horror movie you know right like I, and i found this out i watched halloween the first movie uh 1978 halloween john carpenter carpenter uh splice in the song And we're good. Um, and I was reading kind of some trivia mm-hmm. about it, and they said that it was kind of like uh, it was skinned over Halloween. Yeah. As in it was, yeah. it was, intentionally it was a babysitter's uh, murder kind of like thing, and then yeah. they skinned it over Halloween. However, I still think that that counts for, for this kind of criteria because you're rooting it in Halloween. Absolutely. For, yeah, yeah, I mean, the movie's called Halloween, obviously, so it's, but it, it can't, it can't take place in another time period the way that it's played off, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, so, and that, I mean, just, it's iconic in its own right. Right. You know exactly what time of year this is when you hear that. It's, you know you're at a Six Flag Fright Fest for the eighth hour when you've heard <laughs> the Halloween theme for the <laughs> 900th <laughs> time. Right. And so I'm about, here's here's where it gets weird for me. Hit me. And, and I feel like this is anticlimactic, but I'm going to just tell you my vote right now because i feel like revealing my second criteria or my or whatever mm-hmm. my 14th criteria that still mm-hmm. is just being rooted in halloween yeah. worded differently um i'm going monster mash because i only listen to it in this time of year that's a great that's a great call that's a great criteria and i too. will yeah. and i will listen to uh, I will listen to Misfits, Misfits yeah, yeah. any other time of the year. I you're always to, you're always listening to Werewolves of London, I, I, <laughs> Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Even I'm listening to all the time. You know, <laughs> like uh, so that's gonna be my vote. Yeah, based on my second criteria, it's rooted in Halloween, mm-hmm. and I only listen to it at this time of year. Yeah, fair. So yours yours are very. Uh... You know, I keep saying like a timed release, but they're very timed to your your criteria. For they me, call me Danny Timed Release Murphy. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You're always very patient about it. Always very patient. Very, very patient. Uh, so I I completely agree with you on the the timing. Uh, for me, it's also about imagery. Uh-huh. Of course, sure. you've got to have some spooky imagery in there. Right. Just, otherwise, what's the point? Which I guess all those songs that we put on have that mm-hmm. zombies, ghouls, sure. werewolves. They all fit into that. Yeah. Um, but I also think. Which at first I was talking myself out of, not talking myself out of, but I was thinking about Misfits versus uh, Monster Mash. Sure. And I was like, oh, but it, it's also, there's something extra points about pageantry. 
and Monster Mash has that like he's doing a character, he's doing this Boris Karloff voice. He is, which we're now just figuring out, is commenting on this party that he's in. Right. So there's a whole little weird narrative and all this little pageantry that goes into it and all the mugging he does live. Sure. That's exactly what it is. And I was like, oh, Monster Mash obviously has that. But the misfits are all pageantry. Right. It's all they they got the face the skull face uh, paint, they got all this stuff. Hold on. Put that joint down for a second. What's up? Boris is commenting on the misfits. The <laughs> misfits are the monster mash. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, man. Yeah, exactly. Well uh all kidding aside though, but in in into your point though, like that is actually what's happening. Boris is he's mugging it, he's telling the story of what happened. Yeah. The misfits are that monster mash. Yeah. You know, they're they're all the time. They're not telling you about a party, they're telling you about a way of life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a mic drop on that one. At the very least a mic dip. <laughs> These are very expensive German These are, mics. We're not gonna drop anything. Not. Yeah, he's got Dan's got the good stuff. We'll we'll drop a snowball later. <laughs> I but got no, that's that's a yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. Which Right. Which, though, then kind makes... of falls on the other side of your right. time release because it's like, well, the misfits are living living the ghoulish life you right. know, 365, baby. 365, 24-7, 365. Absolutely. Except for that time when he made that song Mother, but, you know. Yeah, whatever. sure. We got to go solo. Uh, solo, solo dancing. Uh, but she was kind of scary, wasn't she? Right. And so, and almost then, it's not a Halloween song. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we just it, throw, we throw it on everything. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying Boris is the only... Uh, Bobby Boris Pickett, yeah. Monster Mash is the only Halloween song in the sense that, like, the Misfits are living it year-round. Right. You know, they're just mm. singing about Christmas. It's their Christmas. Halloween yeah, that's is their true. Christmas. I don't know. Uh, do you want to make an argument, uh, like a strong argument for not Monster Mash? No, it's got to right. be Monster it's Mash. Be Monster Come on. Mash. And I think that's probably pretty anticlimactic. But, you know, it's about the journey. What are your go-to Halloween movies? Uh, well, I am... Kind of, this is an interesting thing. I am not very uh, into scary movies. Too spooky? Too spooky. Sure. Too spooky Keep for me. Give you nightmares, get you yeah. night terrors. Yeah, uh, sure. So I never saw a scary movie besides like surface scary until I saw Scream in the theater. Now, here's my little story. Yeah. I went with a large group of gentlemen, and I was not your most macho of of kids growing up. So maybe I'm 15 or 16 at this point. And they're like, we're going to see scream opening night, you know, whatever. And I was like, Oh man, I'm going to be exposed as, as the sissy that I am. Uh, and when you're cartoonishly jiggling your popcorn all over the place, (laughs) when you scream. Yeah. So my buddy is there with me, Chris Taylor. I'm going to call him out. Sure. Cause he's exactly CT. Uh, anyways. And so I was like, Oh man, this is going to be terrible. Chris Taylor screamed at the screen the entire movie. Love just it. screamed like, "No, no, don't go in there!" I mean, he did it perfectly. Beautiful. It was. He was. He was just genuine, once, or was he doing a bit? Genuine. He he was Beautiful. squirming, standing Beautiful. up, being like, "No!" And I was like, "Oh yeah. man, this is part of it." Yeah, you can embrace this. So, Scream was my first scary movie of all time, and I think that's a good one to. That's come a in great at. one. I'm jealous yeah. that you saw it. I don't think I saw it in the theater. Well, I think you were nine. That's probably true. Couldn't yeah. get in. <laughs> couldn't get I had to sneak. My buddy in. had to get on my shoulders in a giant trench coat, and then we could have got in. There, there was a little bit of comedic timing in there. Uh, in that, in that movie, there's they tease a, a a tit flash. I don't think they give it to you. I think they tease a tit oh. flash because they they want the PG thirteen rating. Yeah, I was just actually listening on the way over here. I was right. listening to a podcast. And Anyways, about the, so I'm there with yeah. these ten guys, and this guy Dennis Wellman, who's actually like my friend's little brother, was there. Love that. And uh, so they tease the tit flash, and the the theater's dead silent, and you just hear him go, "Come on." <laughs> <laughs> What a teenage boy yeah, reaction. Yeah, so perfect. Absolutely. Come on. It's just like, I'll always remember that comedic timing. Like <laughs> He was dabbing his forehead for the four <laughs> minutes that they were teasing it. I think I it's going to slip out. Any minute, any minute now. I'm sorry, Miss a button. I was surprised when I watched Halloween. I watched Halloween this year for the first time. I was surprised at how how much tit there was. Yeah. It was it was a, the birth of wild comedy there. Oh, buddy. Yeah. That's a rabbit hole yeah. that we can go we down sometimes. Yeah. But not really, not on the air. It's a side blog. Yeah, that's my side Wild blog. Comedies. Wildcomedies.com. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Did you even say what movies you like? Well, well no, you said... Well, I don't think I've seen a lot. That's just it. Like, I've seen Halloween. Yeah. I've seen uh, Scream. I've seen... I don't know. Like yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Nope. 
Wouldn't do it. I think I watched Jeepers Creepers because my wife liked it. Jeepies Creepies, as we call yeah. it in my house. Sure. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that one. I watched something. Can you give me maybe your top three? Uh, and I will say that these are not necessarily what I like watch every year because I try and no, change no, no, it up. No. But like no, no. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is up there for me. I just think you can't. Everything that movie does, you can't replicate. It was it was a one time that they could only capture this thing in sure. that moment and in this way, and, and it's like insane. And they've remade it several times. <laughs> and of course, you got to do five, six remakes on that. Put it yeah. in 3D. Absolutely, all okay. that stuff. Just make um, it sure. Lost Boys, I love. Oh yeah, but I that's a that's a Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. vampires. Yeah, I love Lost Boys. That's another one that I just feel like the tone you can't. Oh, I didn't get even mention else. Blade. Oh, you guys could not see it. I saw it over the Skype channel. I went for singing that song, and Christian also inhaled at the same moment to do the blood rave. Oh, buddy. I, oh. Was, I did a little rave dance oh. over here. It's crazy. It was perfect. There might be blood splitting out of this thing. Like I don't know. I don't know. That could be at 2 a.m. Absolutely. I don't know. Could I got to spend the whole night. Uh, um, I mean, Carpenter is, Carpenter is king. Mm-hmm. Uh the thing is amazing. The king but... is a carpenter. Whoa. Get out of here, dude. I can't right now. Don't tell father. <laughs> Don't tell father. I'm padre. Not... I call him Padre. Yeah, Padre, sure. Um, the thing is a, in, another incredible one, uh, but... I do want to watch that this That's season. a winter boy for me. Yeah, you got to watch that. That's a Christmas. Winter. That's a Christmas Ooh, movie. All bundled. That's like Lawrence of Arabia. When do you got to watch it's a that? hot one when you're <laughs> in the summer, desert. In the desert. On a screen in the desert. Uh, My mom said that when she saw Lawrence of Arabia, at the, they had an intermission in yeah. it. The longest line at a drinking fountain she's ever seen. <laughs> so it's just so far. That's how good it is. Yeah. My favorite series, let's say. Uh, let's just do that. Nightmare sure. on Elm Street. Yeah, I've never through seen it. Through and them. through, I'm, I watched, I've watched all seven movies multiple times. Mm. Uh, I'm going to do it again with some friends this year because they haven't seen a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So it's got to. When they pull me right back in. Ah, you know what the lightning means. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> and uh, no, it's it's been fun. I hope it's been fun for the Absolutely. listener. Uh, we're already planning next Halloween. We're already planning season three. So yeah, come on by. We'll, we'll do a Thanksgiving episode and a Christmas episode. You can check me out on Instagram at PN4A underscore. That's prom night for the aliens. Absolutely. I believe you have on. an album. Of yeah, the there's same an name. album. Yeah, you can find it in the iTunes store. Beautiful. Go uh, listen or Spotify anywhere where you listen to music. Prom Stream night it. for the aliens. Stream that baby. Buy it. Whatever you got to do. It's a great little uh, synth record there. Um, you can find me at Dime Store Films on Twitter and everywhere else. Uh, uh-huh. I make movies in Chicago with my buddy Hunter. Um, and uh, I'm going to plug my buddy's band camp one more time. Absolutely. SoundCloud. uh, SoundCloud.com slash WeirdOmaticWax. Love it. Wonderful Halloween playlist. And guys, it is getting, oh boy, it's getting <laughs> real spooky over here. I got to get out of here. I got to spend the night in this mansion. If I make it out, though, we're going to be a lot richer, buddy. I wouldn't change places with anyone tonight. We'll carve pumpkin faces and watch the witches flight. Every human heart will shudder. Every soul will shake with fear. The creepiest Tonight The scariest Tonight The most wonderful Better than a pity 
gremlin's gonna mess up every cassette from London to Idaho. April 1st can be fun. New Year's Eve is a bore. But on Halloween, your flesh begins to grow. Oh, I'm losing control. Sardine, your dentist could turn into a queen. Has anybody seen my tambourine? I may start playing, begin the begin. The craziest night you've ever seen. This hairy skin. 